The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Hangtime Junior Podcast. Uh, my name is Will Posnan. You guys know me from Hangtime and Potterhood. And uh, Hangtime Junior is going to be similar uh, to Hangtime in that it will be about basketball and other stuff. Not much Harry Potter will be discussed. Uh, most of these, all of these except for this one, hopefully, will not be solo endeavors. Uh, hopefully, I'll be joined by producer Max from Potterhood on all of these moving forward uh we're doing this i'm doing this right after i ate my thanksgiving dinner because that's how gung-ho i am so this one is going to be solo because producer max was not with me for thanksgiving because uh, i was only with people who i love and i like him a lot but i was with family and friends i hope you guys had a great thanksgiving too you'll probably be hearing this this will probably come out friday night um when nobody is looking for a podcast nobody though literally the worst time to put out a podcast is friday hopefully it'll come out friday afternoon so maybe somebody might actually listen to it or people will listen saturday morning when they're taking their morning jog away from their away from their family and friends who love them sometimes you just need a break from uh from people who who love you that's that's what I want to open this podcast with. That uh, so this will be mostly just any any outrageous basketball theory I have or anything. Maybe we'll you know Max producer Max he knows a lot about politics. Maybe we'll talk a little politics. Maybe we'll talk about just anything where I go it wouldn't make sense on Hang Time or it wouldn't make sense on Potterhood because it has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but. Maybe something that is too outrageous for me to feel comfortable associating Kia's name with it uh, if I have, like, a basketball theory that's way out there. But, I mean, you guys listen to Hang Time. You guys know she's... It is... Sometimes I go, it is crazy what Kia, who is a professional athlete, will just co-sign or go on the record with, like... This stuff did not happen 10 years ago, let alone when I was a kid. Or just athletes were who they were as or were who they are. They're just this, you know, you just get access to an athlete. Like if you listen to if you listen to winging it, that's Vince Carter right there. If you listen to um if you listen to Knuckleheads, that's what Quentin Richardson's like. Kyrie goes on there and is like, I don't believe that the world's flat, but I won't commit to saying it's round either. Like that's Kyrie. We all know Kyrie now. It's pretty awesome that, uh, or like CJ is a great example. Like you guys know, anybody can just know CJ McCollum. You can just know him. You can just go, oh, what's CJ McCollum like? Oh, he's exactly like this 40 hour sample size of CJ McCollum. And that's a really cool thing. Um, I also, I'm going to do a little bit of a foray into, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm learning about the sports gambling landscape, but I'm going to do a little bit of that stuff on here just because I find it fun and I want to, I kind of want to dip my feet on it. You know, like 
for example, well, I'll say this part of the sentence first that'll make the rest of it make sense. Uh, sometimes there'll be a basketball game on and I'll wish I cared about it. I'll just wish I cared. I go, I'm not even talking about when two bad teams playing each other. I'm saying sometimes there'll be a game and it'll be two teams that I like them as separate entities or I want to care about them and I won't care. And that's an instance where I might put a little money down on a game moving forward. Like a perfect example of this would be uh, tonight, the Hawks are playing the Indiana Pacers and I kind of want to watch that game. I, I know I'd have to watch it illegally online because that game is only on TV in Atlanta and in Indiana. But I might put a little money on that game. Uh, right now, if you go to Bovada Sportsbook, which is, that's what I use when I when I gamble on sports, uh, that game is listed at, here, let me look it up one sec. All right, so that game is listed at, the odds are, okay, so the, the Hawks are being given 10 and a half points, which I think is crazy because the Hawks, the thing that people forget about the Hawks is that they infused a bunch of like their whole team's new besides Trey Young and Kevin Porter and John Collins is out still on suspension. Like that whole team is new. There's and a lot of them are in the NBA for the first time. And DeAndre Hunter looks good. Cam Reddish looks bad, but Cam Reddish was always supposed to be a project. It's actually I think it's really bad for some of these pro athletes. When they are called a bust halfway through their rookie year, and they were always going to be a project. Like, I heard somebody call Mo Bamba a bust, and it's like, maybe in three years. You cannot say for sure if Mo Bamba is going to be a bust or not at this point in his career. I mean, he's still seven foot two, and his shot looks good. Yeah, he doesn't hit him a lot. He needs to practice that jump shot a lot more. I mean, he also isn't getting a lot of playing time. So I think like defensive timing, that kind of stuff will sort itself out when he gets more playing time. I would trade for Mobamba. I would trade for Malik Monk in a heartbeat. There's so many teams that could use exactly what Malik Monk is. Uh, but, you know, one sec. I just realized that I don't have. Oh, no, I have a writing utensil. I, if I write myself note, I want to write myself notes so that I don't forget stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's, that would be crazy to me. I mean, nobody's calling Malik Monk a bust yet, but there's tons of guys around the league. People call Dante Exum a bust. It's like, he's never been in the right situation. There's so many guys I wouldn't give up on that, uh, you know, that I think, uh, could be in better situations. But yeah, going back to, uh, who was I talking about before Mo Bamba? Oh, Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish... Cam Reddish is not a bust yet. And you know what? RJ Barrett is not playing that much more encouragingly. I don't know. I think I, I'm in New York. So I think RJ Barrett had a good first few games. And people are, I think people are too high on, I hate to say it to Knicks fans because it's literally all they have is RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. And I, of those three, I think R.J. Barrett's my third least, my least favorite of those three. I I like Kevin Knox. I like Mitchell Robinson a lot. I think 
worst case scenario, Mitchell Robinson is a amazing backup center that you can underpay if you enter the contract negotiations right. Kind of like what the Thunder have in Nerland's Noel. Every time I watch the Thunder, I go, how is Nerland's Noel getting paid $1 million a year and Jan Mahimni's making $15 million? Noel, I think he's a top 20 center in the NBA. He might not, but he's top 25. He's right around there. His agent should be in the bottom of the river because Nerlens Noel should be making at least at least twelve mil a year, at least. And just somebody just muddled those contract negotiations. But he would start for. I mean, there's there's good teams that he could start for. He would start for the Spurs if he played on the Spurs. They're not a great team, but there are good teams he would start for. I mean, he basically can do everything that Tristan Thompson does, except he's not able to rebound at that crazy high rate that Tristan Thompson can when he is Kardashian-free and living his best life. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, he's undervalued. Let's let's go to... So one thing I'm also going to do, since this is a solo one, I'm going to just go to stories around the league, and I'm just going to try to have opinions about them immediately but you know we're talking about malik monk i wonder who the bobcats are playing so if i go to bavada i can see that the bobcats who they i thought they had a interesting oh they played detroit tonight and both those teams i talked about this with kia it is strange to me that these teams that are at the bottom of the east don't make a move because they are in such a situation where there are guys that are available for trade around the league. Open, some openly available, like Andre Godala, and others where don't ask, don't tell, but we all know they're available. Like, I mean, both of those Spurs stars, uh, Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, everybody on the Thunder, everybody on the Spurs, everybody's available. Uh, you could probably get... The Pistons are either going to have to decide if they're buyers or sellers because the Pistons standing pat, this is embarrassing. If I was a Pistons fan, I'd be embarrassed. Figure out what you want to do. Either play Luke Kennard and... I mean, they're playing Luke Kennard big minutes, but I really like uh, Sekou Dumbaya out of France. I would be like, either you're playing him big minutes, trying to figure out what you have, or if you guys are trying to win, trade for somebody because there's these guys who are so available and people are not trading for them. I mean, the Pistons need to either trade away both of their all-stars or they need to trade away Reggie Jackson and assets and try to land, you know, Iguodala or DeMar DeRozan. I think DeMar DeRozan would be such a good fit on that Pistons team. He won't end up there. It's dumb to even get your hopes up if you're a Pistons fan. But yeah, that's a there's a couple of teams in the NBA that are just already making no sense with what they're doing. Like, why why play Zach Levine if you're the Bulls? Why play him? Why? We know what he is. He's not... He doesn't make sense. Uh, he's the new... I mean, he's just a better version of Jordan Clarkson. These guys... These guys that can score 
they're like they're bench scorers who have somehow fallen into a way bigger role than now Jordan Clarkson his role has been relegated but Zach Levine is the new he should be a bench scorer that's what you want him as 16 minutes a night lighting it up off the bench why are you playing him when you have Kobe White and Chris Dunn and even Denzel Valentine I think was playing pretty well for them but you have you have Otto Porter like you have these interesting young guys why are you giving Zach Levine the ball and just letting him do whatever you want. Like, I mean, I would try weird stuff. Try running the off, running the offense through like Wendell Carter Jr. Like everybody compared him to Al Horford. Okay, try running some offense through him, or maybe Laurie Markkinen run some offense through him. Like they have interesting guys on Chicago that don't get to touch the ball because they have Zach Levine. I, I would at the very least bring Zach Levine off the bench because. I actually think Chris Dunn is low-key interesting, and Kobe White has been interesting. I like that guy. I I think that if Kobe White was anywhere but Chicago, I would feel so good about him at least becoming like an athletic Sam Cassell. Like a good point guard. Just a good point guard who can do everything you need a point guard to do. Speaking of good point guards who can do everything you need, them to do uh the wolves need to figure out what they're going to do with jeff teague because i think that they need to run their offense through andrew wiggins and towns exclusively and uh that makes that teague i mean teague's contract is tradable and they could just you know they could probably trade teague and dang for blake griffin tomorrow if they wanted to like that's the kind of market that is out there where these stars, these older stars are more albatross than they are asset. And you can basically get them if the contracts match. I don't know if some of these GMs are willing to be honest about that, but that's clearly the landscape we're dealing with. I mean, the Grizzlies thought they were going to get a real asset for Iguodala. Nobody wants to pay an asset for him. It seems like. So you can basically get him with a matching contract and a shitty draft pick or something because nobody's willing to pay more than that. Either people are going to pay more for these valuable aging stars, and I don't think they should, or they will get them for basically for free, and that makes a lot more sense to me. Because what's really... I mean, what's the difference between Hassan Whiteside and Andre Drummond to the Pistons. Like, if I'm the Blazers, I would way rather have Andre Drummond. But if I'm the Pistons, who it's more valuable to have Whiteside because then you're going to be a worse team. Um, let's see what the Blazers are doing tonight. That's the other basketball team. I, I actually, so this is a theory that I almost, I'm going to say here because I don't want Kia to hear it and then hold me accountable. Oh, the Blazers are playing the Bulls and Bovada has them as uh, the Bulls are plus 7.5. So they're giving the Bulls seven and a half points. I actually think the Blazers will blow out the Bulls tonight and that'll be good value. So hopefully we can get this up in time for me to seem smart on that bet. But so there's a theory I have. I think that 
this week is when Damian Lillard turns it around. I think that he's going to, I think that he's been in a slump. I mean, he's been in a slump. That is not up for debate. He's not been himself. CJ started the year strong. Damian Lillard has not been in himself and it got exacerbated by the Zach Collins injury and the Nurkic was already injured and their lack of front court. By the way, how can they just not get Nerlens Noel for free? Just get Nerlens Noel for a second round pick or something like what? I mean, what would they if I was them, I would trade Zach Collins for Nerlens Noel. And I think that's a good trade for both teams because Collins has more upside and is younger and is more in line with what the Thunder are trying to do in the long term future. And Noel, his prime fits more with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum's prime. I just think that makes a lot of sense. And Nerlens Noel should be playing starting center minutes. It's people have forgotten about him because he's in Oklahoma City and it sounds like I'm his agent. This is the Nerlens Noel reclamation podcast, but he's been playing great for 2 years behind Steven Adams who's solid and great, but just let Nerlens Noel I heard he, I I don't know. I've heard online and stuff that he's he when he came into the NBA, I think he uh, was immature and was arrogant. But it seems like he has been playing very well and very in a very team oriented way in his relatively limited minutes for the Thunder. And if I was a team that needed a band aid at center, he's like the best band aid by far. So I would love if the Blazers got him. But I think that. Damian Lillard turns it around this week. I think he lights it up for December, and then he gets snubbed in the All-Star game just barely, and that becomes a thing, and then he double lights it up. I think Damian Lillard is going to be the first-team All-NBA point guard, and I think that the Blazers, who are minus 7.5 against the Bulls, they're giving up 7.5 points, I think they're going to dominate the Bulls tonight. I think the Blazers are going to turn this thing around. The Blazers are always able to handle adversity. I think it's because they genuinely like each other. I've read a couple articles with Blazers players where they go, yeah, guys come to this team and they go, well, you guys hang out. They're like the only team in the NBA that hangs out with each other. And they're not the only one, but they're one of the few ones. And uh, I think that those guys are going to turn it around. Maybe I'm naive, but I do think that liking each other counts for a lot. Now, uh, let's go to what What does Yahoo think are the important sports stories right now? The Cowboys, who I don't care about as much as some other people, I guess... Uh, Yahoo is trying to peer pressure the uh, the Cowboys into going for the Super Bowl. I don't I don't care about that. Um, I don't think the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl this year. They just feel like they're a very inconsistent team. Um, I know there's some big stories in boxing. I know that uh, my man Deontay Wilder punched through a guy's face the other day, uh, and then I know that we have this big uh, Joshua Ruiz Jr. fight coming up let's let's see what Bavada's odds are for the that's something I will be betting on because I like Anthony uh Ruiz Jr or I like Anthony Joshua a lot I like uh I like both of them a lot um 
but I really like Ruiz Jr. because he's fat. That's really no. It's not just that he's fat. He is a Andy Ruiz Jr. Wow. Hey, uh, Anthony Joshua is fighting Andy Ruiz Jr. and I like Andy Ruiz Jr. a lot because he's a good guy. Like I listened to him on Camel. I listened to him a couple of places where he did interviews. I don't know if he did Zeus and Marrow, but I feel like if he hasn't, he better. No, I don't think he did, but he needs to. He needs to, man. Like, is there somebody who makes more sense on Zeus and Marrow than Andy Ruiz Jr.? But yeah, um, let me look up the odds for that because I will definitely be betting on that. But I actually think that Ruiz Jr., is the second best heavyweight in the world. I don't I, I don't know as much about boxing. As, there's a lot of people who know a lot more about boxing than me. But just watching his hands, like he just he's a way smarter boxer than I think people realize because I don't think he's he's not like Sometimes with boxers, they're really smart guys and really smart boxers like Floyd Mayweather or Canelo Alvarez. And sometimes they're... And I would put Mike Tyson in that category too. Uh, really smart guys, really smart boxers. And then other times, they're dumber guys and dumber boxers. I don't know who'd be an example of that. Like Tomato Can Jones. I don't know. Somebody... I mean, some of these guys just have crazy power. I'm not going to insult somebody who I think is just... I don't know. I don't think that Anthony Joshua is the smartest guy or the smartest boxer. I think he's a very good athlete. But I don't think he's the smartest guy or the smartest boxer. But then other times, you have guys like Andrew Ruiz Jr. or Joe Frazier... Where these guys are not smart guys, but are smart boxers. And those are my favorites. Those are just my favorites. Look, I I like Floyd. He's the most polarizing athlete of maybe of my lifetime, which is I, I appreciate polarizing athletes. Uh, I almost prefer that. I prefer polarizing athletes to golden boy athletes for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that, uh, I, I really do like, uh, guys that can, that are smart boxers that are smart. No, I really like smart guys that can do, you know, do a great interview and all that kind of stuff. I like all the benefits of being a smart boxer, but, or being a smart guy, but I kind of like. When you watch a guy and he just knows, he just knows how to box so well. Like he knows how to throw combos. He knows how to play defense. He knows how to do everything. And then they go to interview him and he's just a dunce. And it's just, he just understands boxing so thoroughly, but he is just a bumbling Homer Simpson type the rest of the time. That's so endearing to me. And I love that across sports, man. I'm trying to think who's the NBA Equivalent of that. Let me just say, though, real quick, in case uh, you guys also want to bet on Ruiz Jr. Joshua, that on Bovada, they list Joshua is uh, minus 220 and Ruiz is plus 180, which means if you bet $1,000 on Joshua, you could get 
780 back plus the thousand you bet and then with Andy Ruiz Jr. you would get 1180 one time I went on a date with a girl and she was like I don't understand gambling I was like what do you mean and she goes well let's say you bet a hundred dollars on the on a game and you win and then they so they give you your a hundred dollars back it's like you were no better off than if you'd never bet on it and she's the dumbest person I've ever been on a date with. If she had been a great boxer and that level dumb, she that's like my ideal human being. But she, uh, is, how can you be so dumb to think that anybody would bet on a thing and then there's no benefit to them? It's, and I had to explain to her that you bet $100 and then they give you back $100 plus an extra $100. They give you back your $100 and then also their 100 because that's how betting works. I just – how can you be 26 years old and not understand what gambling is in its essence? But, you know, some people some people don't know what gambling is. But if you do want to – if you do understand what gambling is, then you can always go to Bovada and you can bet on Ruiz Jr. versus Joshua, which is what I will be doing. Um let me see what else there is in the... Oh, I, that's the last thing I was going to do, is I was going to try to think of a NBA player who is dumb, who I love. Uh, <laughs> this is such a mean thing to, to do. Uh, but one that jumps out at me is John Wall as a Washington, D.C. sport... As a Wizards fan. As a Wizards fan. I loved watching John Wall because he plays point guard very intelligently. And then he gets a microphone put in front of him and he just says all the the worst things for uh, for him to say at that time. He's the kind of guy who would they put, you know, hey, John Wall, uh, you, you spurred a run at the beginning of the third quarter. How'd that come about? And he goes, yeah, well, you know, it's the best player on this team, undisputed best player on this team and the leader of this team. I just had to step up for my guys and drag them up the hill. And meanwhile, Bradley Beal's like, you know, I scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Like this was two years ago when the Wizards didn't know who their best player was, but all the fans knew that uh, Beal had a better future in store for him than wall so i mean john wall just this year realized that even injured john wall realized that bradley beal is actually the best player on this team and uh you know what he might be growing up because he actually he said all the right things during the offseason he was like i just want to come in compliment bradley Beal. it seems like such a pipe dream that the wizards could ever be good this year it would just it's not going to happen but john wall was saying all the right things before the season Rui Hachimura looks really good. I've been saying nobody knew his comp before the draft, and I've been saying that he's like poor man's Paul Pierce. He just he's big. He knows where to be. He's heavy. He he can jump higher than you think, but doesn't break out his his jumping ability that often. And he loves basketball. That's the big thing that he has connected with Paul Pierce. You can tell he loves basketball. You can tell he's going to get better at it for eight years in a row. His, I said before the draft, his floor was Anton Jamison and his ceiling was Paul Pierce. And I stand by that. 
and I really am high on Rui Hachimura. And the Wizards are kind of fun to watch, uh, even though they uh, are not, you know, not going to win any trophies this year. Uh, I think that's a, that's that's a basically everything that I wanted to uh, to talk about with you guys today. Uh, let's you know let's close it out by just let's go to CNN and see what they think is important. And I mean, I did a trial episode for one of these, and uh, that was when I, you know, knew I had to enlist the help of producer Max, but. One thing I I did think was super important was that like Kentucky governor story. I talked about that a bunch, but that has resolved itself, thank goodness, because that was like that was the craziest thing I've seen in a while. Uh, oh, I know. Oh, people are mad about the Tesla Cybertruck. I hear a lot of chatter online about that. Let's you know that's the last thing I'll do today. Is I'm gonna close with looking up this. Tesla Cybertruck and I'll tell you what I think of it and then full disclosure uh oh I like it man anybody who doesn't like this truck they just need to understand that the future is now people are moving forward people want their trucks to look like some people want Minecraft cars some people want Minecraft cars and some people want like some kind of apocalypse back to the future mobile. This is a fun car. I like it. I like it. I think this is the car that Walter White would design if he designed a car. I I like this car and I would drive it and I almost want it's so boxy and angular. I almost want the wheels to be octagons <laughs> just for it to just rummage down the road. I really like it. Uh, and you know what? They Tesla didn't give me a dime to say that I like the Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, that's where that's where we're going to end for this first week of Hangtime Junior. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, you can hit me up on Instagram at Will Posnan. Hit me up. Tell me what to talk about on here. Hit producer Max up at Max Marcus Comedy. Uh, he'll be on the next one and all the subsequent ones. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe if this thing goes well, maybe one day I'll be driving up to the studio in my new Tesla Cybertruck. That's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. But thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. (laughs) 